This episode of Behind the Glass Hunting is brought to you by Seek Outside. Anyone who has followed me over the last few years will know that I've used a Seek Outside backpack long before they were ever a sponsor of the show. I'm currently using the Fortress 4800 and it is killer. I've moved more game and other oddball loads in that backpack than I can remember. Seek Outside also makes some of the most badass shelters on the mountain. We are currently using the Silex, a single man trekking pole supported tent when solo or counting the ounces, and a Simron with a wood stove when the weather is a bit cooler or hunting with a partner. My friends at Seek Outside are offering listeners of this podcast free shipping on all orders if you use the code BTGH. That's BTGH, as in behind the glass hunting. Head on over to seekoutside.com for your next backpack or shelter purchase. You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those goats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. This is actually episode 30, which I thought our last episode together was episode 30, but this one's actually, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll, is that twice in a row? Do you have one, will there be one in between or will it be? Yeah, I got, I've recorded one uh, two days ago with uh, Nick Traherne, Um and that'll come out early, early next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was like pretty, I was pretty dead set on doing like one a week. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a, it's a lot of work and everything, but um, well that reminds me, I should turn my phone off too. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to do one a week, but uh, my buddy Tyler, who lives just down the road from me, has launched a podcast, and the son of a bitch has punched out like four or five episodes a week. So I'm I've got to step up frequency before otherwise I'm just going to be left in the weeds. Who's those? Who's who's that? Uh, he's he's um his name's Tyler. He lives down the road from me. He's got a podcast called Wilderness Locals. And it's the same sort of thing. It's just, you know, him and his buddies talking shit, having a great time. It's actually yeah. pretty entertaining, man. They're, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, cool. Anyway, actually, why don't you uh, go on? Yeah. Oh, you were? No, he, yeah, he had messaged me the other day on Instagram, actually, Wilderness Locals. Yeah, um, he's a good dude. Chatting with him. I didn't realize we lived so close. And um, the first time I ever met him, he, like, bailed me up in the supermarket. And we just got talking about hunting for, like... 45 minutes leaning against the uh, milk fridge in Savon. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty That's funny. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we got Jeff Agostino back uh, hey. for the, your second podcast. Repeat, re- repeat customer. Yeah, back back again. Sooner than expected. I think we were talking yeah. about maybe doing one after we got back from our trip, but get one in before yeah. we go. Well, well yeah, well, like, I, I, you're taking off for that on Thursday? Yeah, take off Thursday. No. Yeah. Take off Thursday. Yeah. How's the prep going on that? Good. I think we're all pretty much ready. I'm waiting on a couple small things in terms of like uh small foods and snacks like that that hopefully show up and yeah. then uh uh ordered some more camera batteries that showed up and then I think we're pretty much all ready to go for the most part. Got all the gear sorted and should be good. Should I was be just good. talking to Nick, yeah, you know, on that last podcast I just did. Um, and he was telling me about the amount of batteries that he takes. I mean, obviously, oh. what that guy's doing is next level. He's taking like, well, he's running two cameras all day, every day, just hardcore. But I mean, like, the dude's the dude's next level, like, understandable. But he's chewing batteries, like he's ripping through batteries. How many are you taking in? Because you, what you're going to be out there? For, how long are you on the mountain for? Eight days. So I'm only taking three, um, and then a battery yeah. pack. So. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that's enough. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, maybe I should have planned to take more, but we'll see. Hopefully it lasts. I think it will. I mean, I'm thinking a battery for. Two Are the other boys like... taking cameras though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll. They yeah, so like the there'll be camera. there'll be spare batteries kicking around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I do think the batteries are compatible, so that'll be that'll be alright. But I mean, oh, that's right. Yeah, because you've got a different model. I thought you guys had the same one. Yeah. No, I haven't picked up. I've been going back and forth about whether or not I want to pick up one of those A7 threes or not. And 
I think I'm going to spend money on lenses first, and then I'll change bodies maybe next year. Right. So what's the difference yeah. between the like I know nothing about the Sony's. What's the difference between yours and the A seven threes? Mine's kind of the entry level, like crop sensor. Right. Um, right. And then they've got the the full frame uh, model. So yeah. I do want to upgrade just because like this was just for me to learn on, and it's been good for the last year. But um, yeah, I think like I said, I want to spend money on some lenses and then switch up cameras should be all right yeah nice nice um nick's recording with nick the other night yeah man he's got me fired up he just got me absolutely amped for taking cameras into the back country and like he's talking about destroying gear like it's nothing and i'm just thinking whoa <laughs> so i mean that that's kind of the thing too right like he does it for a living so it's kind of the cost of doing business so when we think about yeah that's it, what right, yeah it, it, it's different right um, it's not quite the cost of doing business, it's the cost of having a hobby in, in, in a way. Yeah. But, no, that is yeah. the difference, and yeah, we pointed that out. Um, so what's your pack weight going in? 70, I'm pretty much 80 pounds going in. So um, yeah, I got, I'll be carrying a rifle, I will, it turns out I am going to be carrying a rifle, so I was going to be taking like some box wine and stuff like that, dropping that, just... <laughs> That's not happening anymore. I was kind of like at first I was a bit excited because I'm like, oh, wicked! That's an extra eight pounds that I'll be able to figure something out with. But turns out I will be carrying a rifle, so still got that weight on me. So yeah, so two rifles, two rifles going in, or okay. yeah, we got two, two rifles, rifles going in, or three, yeah. two, 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 and then you, the guys are doing it for work too. So that's why I'll be carrying one of them. Yeah, are you taking your fierce or are you taking one of their rifles? No, um, I'm taking Nolan's Gunworks. So I'll have Nolan's oh, yeah. Gunworks, nice. and then Lauren will have his Gunworks, and then Mark will yeah. be eight pounds lighter than us and laughing at us. <laughs> well, he can carry the wine. Yeah, yeah, right. Probably not going to happen. He'll just say he's got extra camera <laughs> batteries or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they, well, you got to weigh in. you got to check it out. <clears throat> yeah. um, I, I had like a, I had a moment of weakness today. And I called uh, Reliable Gun and tried to talk them into selling me one of those fierce rifles. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't get it over the line. But like, tell me about yours. Oh, that's all. I so I've had a little bit of issue. I've had one issue with my rifle. It's just been an extraction issue, and I'm actually more. Yeah. I'm pretty confident it's actually not a rifle issue. It's a ammunition issue. With some, because I bought when I buy ammunition, I buy like ten boxes at a time, Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm the only person that's with a PRC that's had this issue in the fierce line, and that's talking to quite a few people. Um, And it's every couple rounds will get stuck in there and trying to get it out. Like I had to beat on one with a mallet. Sometimes I'll have to fire it off to get it out. But um, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's just safer for me to fire the round off as long as I'm somewhere I can do it and uh, pull it out but it's only with certain like it'll happen once in a while um and i like i I just think it's more to do with the ammo than the and not really do with the rifle so i sent it back to them they're looking into it i sent them a box of the ammunition i'm using because like i said i got 10 boxes at one time and i think i still got four of them left or three of them left um Mm -hmm. so that they can do their stuff in their factory and figure that out but other than that i mean that gun's been it's been awesome. I have no complaints. I Which what what model's yours? What model? I have I have the Edge with the upgraded stock, so it's got the long range stock, so it's got the higher um, cheek piece. It's got the kind of like you'd see um, more of like a not a pistol style grip, but it's got that deeper grip, just so it's a little bit more yeah. of a natural feel. I just prefer shooting like that. Uh, and yeah, it's the Edge. Everyone looks at it because I shoot an orange rifle, like a black and orange rifle, and they're like, "You take an orange rifle in?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it looks awesome to me." But um, I think your rifle cool. actually does look sick. Looking at your rifle, so it's getting me fired up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. It's it just it just looks cool. badass. Yeah, it, it's super cool. And like everyone's like, "Oh, it was camo this or camo that." It doesn't make a fucking difference. Come on, like I can carry an orange rifle around. Guys hunt in Montana wearing orange vests, and that's the law, right? Like, it doesn't change anything. Exactly. Like, if the animal can see that your rifle's orange, like, the, the animal's well and truly seen you, so you've got bigger exactly. problems. 
or he smelt your wild. <coughs> That's a good looking gun. I, I might, I might, I should come and shoot yours and have a play with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tempted to go and buy one. Yeah, for sure. When you get, when, or when when I get it back, because it's at the factory, we'll get out and go shoot it. I mean, it shoot like I was saying. I don't know That'd if I said it on the last episode. It shoots point two two, so I mean that's quarter inch groups. When I when I do my part. holy, yeah. And uh, what does it weigh? Um, I think with my scope on it, I've got a forty four mil Zeiss V four. Um, yeah, I'm about seven and a half pounds. That's uh, oh, that's not no too bad. Bite. No, that's it's perfect for me. It shoots well. I don't like light, light rifles. Like, I looked at those Weatherbees and they're the new backcountry TIs, yeah. and they're beautiful rifles, like, beautiful rifles. But, like, I picked one up and it's lighter than the 22 I go and shoot. And I'm like, I just, I can't imagine shooting this. Like, it's too light for me to, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. I feel like with a little bit of a heavier gun, you generally are going to shoot it a little bit better, especially when, you know, you're getting out there to those extended ranges. But everyone's different. Yeah, fair call. But, yeah. And, like, I've shot yeah. my rifle out to 1,300 yards, and it's, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, we talked about that in the last podcast. You like to poke them a long ways out there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's your fault. Me, just looking at your rifle and talking to you, it's like, I kind of want one. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be disappointed. I've talked a couple guys into buying them, and no one's been disappointed. That's for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's not what we yeah. that's not what we got on here to talk about was guns and gear. We um we talk about something that you've done that's really cool. Um we I don't know if we suggested on the podcast. We I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I know that a lot of people have been thinking it for a long time, but um region 2 goat counts. Yeah, it's something that for a couple of years now I've been waiting for to see something happen with it. And, you know, you mm-hmm. talk to people here, you talk to people here, and everyone's always been talking about it, whether it's up on the Sea to Sky or out in Chilliwack. Um, there's a couple other areas where guys are like, oh, a goat count there would be great. A goat count there would be great. And I've kind of just personally sat back and always said, yeah, it would be great and never did anything about it. And then um, probably, well, in November, Grizz and I went and spent a weekend mule deer hunting. and We chatted about it while we were hunting. And... Um, I don't. Has, Grizz has been on the podcast before, so he'll people listen. Yeah, yep. Justin Balza, if you if you go back to his podcast. Yes. So him and I have been talking about it for a little bit, and um, I sent a few messages out to a couple people. Didn't sound like anything was happening in terms of like I know the Goat Alliance down in the states does a lot of their counts, and didn't seem like they were planning anything up here because I didn't want to step on anyone's toes or anything. I didn't want to. Yeah. Put something out there, and all of a sudden, someone's like, "Well, why are you doing that? We were already planning this." So it didn't seem like anyone was planning it. Talked Justin some more about it last week, and then we brought it up on the podcast. The next day, someone tagged the podcast and posted a picture of a Region 2 goat just sitting on a lake. I can't remember who that was. Yeah, that's right. Um, Taylor is his name who did that, yeah. Yeah, and then I just took that, and I just threw it on my Instagram story and said, hey, who would be interested? And I had like 50 people respond, like, I'd be interested. I'm like, holy, like, you have 50 people out. That's a good number to start something off. So mm-hmm. I called Bill Jacks, who's up in Smithers. He used to be, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Bill, but um, he's BC's uh, wild sheep and goat specialist. Um, yeah. And I called Bill, or I emailed him first, and I talked with him before, and then he's like, hey, like, just, I love the sound of this. Just give me a call. So I called him. I was on the phone with Bill for like half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour. And like he was all for it. He actually used to be from Chilliwack. He's super familiar with the whole the Chilliwack mm-hmm. area um, and kind of where the goats are. They've done studies on them in the past. And like he was all for it. So then he forwarded me some more contact info to a couple other biologists and local guys that are still here. I talked to them and everyone's just pretty was pretty much for it over the last week. So mm-hmm. Riz and I were talking some more and... Uh, I'm like, let's just, let's pick a date. And we picked uh, June 25th is what we've kind of set it for. Um, just because we're hoping, we, I mean, kids are generally going to be dropping at the end of May, start of June there. So we don't mm-hmm. want to be, you know, going at the end of May or start of June. A couple guys come up over a peak and there's a nanny with some kids there and kids don't even have their feet under them. It, it just could cause issues. Um, right. So we, we wanted to give it enough time that kids can get their feet under them. 
Um, they're a bit more mobile. So yeah, we picked the end of June, the weekend of June 25th. Didn't want to do it on a long weekend just because a lot of people are busy on long weekends as it is. Um, and then the weekend before that was Father's Day, so I didn't want to do it then. So we picked that date. That's pretty much what that was. Um, Perfect. June, June 25th. Is, yeah, June 25th is going to be the GOAT count. Um, and then uh, the other thing was, yeah, we, I, you really didn't have a choice. I was going to tell you you're there whether you like it or not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. The ta- so the target area is um, is the Chilliwack Goats? Yeah, the Chilliwack River or the Chilliwack yep. Valley there. So that's going to be... So what I've talked to Bill about quite a bit is this is going to be a... Like this first one is going to be kind of a trial run. Um, we're going to see what it's about this year. We're going to see what the, you know, what the turnout's like, what the success of it's like. And then from there, just, just going a little bit into the future, move into other areas. You know, like, yeah. you know, there's sheep counts in specific areas right now. But this is maybe something where I'd like to see it where this year we do this area. Next year, whether we move maybe a bit further east or we go further north, just something that can grow from it. Um, so would you so, would you not like my understanding of um, any sort of wildlife count is the like repeatability of it is um, to do the same thing year after year and measure the the highs and the lows. So would, it, would that not my, be the, the the system or? I'm going to talk to Bill about it because that's what my thought kind of was first, and then he's the one who kind of brought up yeah. you know moving into other areas. So my hope with an area like where we're going to is a lot of these guys that are going to come out don't know where to go and look and don't know where to go and see these goats. So my hope is moving forward, it's going to want people to go up into those areas more just to spend time out there, do some glassing. And then where mm-hmm. th- what's so beneficial is, I don't know if last year, BC, some of the bios put together and launched an app. Uh, it's called the British Columbia Wild Sheep and Mountain Goat Natal Survey. I believe it's through ArcGIS and I'm going to, everyone's going to have it. So there's pretty much an app that you can have on your phone um, that you can put input any sightings you have of mountain goats or wild sheep with a picture of them and the location that you can input it. So my hope is that we start this and whether we get 20, 30 guys out, um, you know, those guys go into that area moving forward and they just continue to enter this information into the app every time they go out there. So that would be my hope with this. And it's something we're going to talk about after and there's still a lot to be worked out. Maybe we do do the same area again next year. I, I don't know yet. Um, I think it's also going to depend on what we see. Um, but it, it, like I said, it's very preliminary right now. Um, and yeah. We'll um, I mean, but... it's, it's a wicked idea. Like, everyone's talked about it for a long time. Just, I mean, and I don't think anybody's looking at, oh, I know I'm certainly not. It, nobody's looking at it like, oh, let's count them and then open up a hunting opportunity. I know it's definitely everyone's sort of coming from a a, a wildlife um, you know, like a protect a protection of wildlife mindset. Like, how are the goats doing up there? Or, um, yeah. am I correct in that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and that's what I've said to quite a few people. Um, is that we just want to go and see how the goats are doing because we know from previous knowledge, thirty, forty years ago, there was a good population of goats up in that area, um, and obviously it was in the decline, and so now we want to as volunteers go up there and see where it's at. I know they did do some aerial surveying 10 to 15 years ago and the numbers weren't great. They don't know what, my understanding, they don't know what they're like at this point. Um, so that's why we're going to do this. We're going to go up there. We're going to see what we can class up and hopefully it is something that's positive and something good does come out of it and continues to. Um, I think this goes back to one of the things that I've always said is with a lot of wildlife conservation, I've always found it, it's very it can be very reactive as opposed to proactive where it's more Mm -hmm. try and uh, focus on the animals that are already in the decline as opposed to the animals that um, aren't currently sustained and what i think happens is bc has i believe it's 50 percent of the north american population of mountain goats so the bc mountain goats don't get a whole lot of attention from what i've seen because everyone just is of the mindset that there's no worries with the BC mountain goats and I feel like by starting something like this and being kind of proactive I know it's an area where there has been a decline decline in numbers but I feel like it's a start to putting more focus on hopefully BC mountain goats and 
it, it'll only grow from there. That's that's my hope with it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, like I, I think that sounds fantastic. I know um, it must have been a month or two ago. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but I got looped in on an email chain that a couple of the, the biologists up around Squamish were throwing back and forth. Um, and then it got to the, uh, must have been the Rod and Gun Club up there. The wildlife, the the Pemberton Wildlife Association, is that a thing? Okay. Something like that. There's there's a squash. Um, and then it then it got to. Yeah, something like that. One of those two, and then it got to those guys, and then it got passed on along to me as a BHA guy, to um, see if we could go up there and do like a bit of a impromptu survey. Um, and I know some people went out and looked at some goats and forwarded the data to the biologist, but I'd have to pull that email up. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to even mention names or anything, but um, one of the biologists was like heavily concerned about the the goats up up there in the Squamish Valley. Um, basically, he'd been doing the sort of traditional year after year survey and looking at the goats on their winter range, and he's just noticing a massive decline. Um, and like he had some theories as as to what it was, um, and he had like some proposals to try and work out what it was uh i haven't really heard anything more on it but did you yeah. get in contact with any of those biologists or did you hear about that stuff in your study so far i i had heard about that a little bit um the 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 squam i'm not overly familiar with the squamish goats i know some guys that are um so i mean the biggest question since yesterday since we posting that has one of the biggest questions has been what about squamish like what about yeah. those sea to sky goats um and that's kind of another area that in future would be nice to try and plan something and get a count done out there as i well. mean there's probably um, enough interest that you could tackle both in a year pro- yeah there probably is um i just i feel like planning one is going to be a learning curve as it is and there's going to be a oh, lot yeah. to it and trying to like i don't want to as easy as it sounds to set up a bunch of guys to go walk up the mountain, I feel like there is going to be, there is going to be a learning curve to it, and um, it might not be just as easy as it sounds. So I kind of want to just get the first one, kind of get the hang of it, and then, like I said, move forward from there and just kind of grow from there. Um, and Squamish goats yeah. definitely are um, of interest. Now, my biggest thing with the my biggest thing with wanting to start with the ch- another one of my biggest things with wanting to start with the Chilliwack goats is it's a non-huntable population of goats. Yes, it's right? that helps. That's yeah. I don't want this to be, it, and it isn't about hunting. Like that's not what it is. And I'm not saying it would have happened, but my concern with starting with the Squamish goats is it could have got turned into something like that. That's just not what this is about for me, um, and mm-hmm. not for Grizz either. So that's part of the reason that we're going to do the. Uh, Chilliwack area um just because there's it's not like I said it's not a huntable population of goats at this point um right and I know like if if you think about like the Spencer's count and the Oliver sheep counts the reason they work so well is because yeah all the all the wrinkles are ironed out and everybody knows what's going on they know where they're looking they know where to expect to find the sheep Mm -hmm. like this Chilliwack thing we might be like, I know where to go and find some goats. I don't know where to go and find all the goats. So, like, there could be a couple of years of just learning, uh, sure. like, where, like, what are the, like, where to actually send groups. Like, where's, where are the vantages? Like, where do we send groups on the mountain? I mean, absolutely. I'll go spend all summer up there and draw, draw maps and work out what, what we need to do. And <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going to, obviously, leading into it, I've got a couple spots picked out already. Um, in yeah. speaking with uh, the bios that you know we're definitely going to send some groups up into and that's going to be one of my biggest points on this is telling guys like don't come out here expecting to see goats it's not it's not a guarantee you know guys go to the spences count and you're going to see sheep every time right you go to the oliver sheep count and you're going to more than likely see sheep you're going to come to this mm-hmm. and there is probably a better chance you're not going to see goats than that you are in my opinion um that's what i think um but we'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong, it's a really good thing, right? Did, was there any estimates? Any estimates of, as for the population out there? Or what was the last uh, count at? 
I, he's going to send it to me. I don't know what the exact number was. That was a winter survey as well, um, aerial winter survey. So they're going to send that off mm -hmm. to me. But it, it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't good at all from what I heard. Jeez. Um, mm, but once I have those exact numbers, I'll definitely let people know um, kind of what we expect. And it seems like it's one of those things where all the guys I've talked to and have messaged me are, they're not, you know, they want to go out there and make a difference. They're not going out there to expect to see goats all day long or all weekend long kind of thing, right? So that's super positive. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a cool thing just to get people to, uh, like watching goats is just straight up cool. And getting people just that opportunity to see some goats is going to, yeah, that's going to change people's lives as well. I think so. I, I, my hope with this is it, it's going to depend on numbers too and how many guys we get out. Um, but obviously we're going to have groups preset. Um, and then I kind of want to have obviously a leader kind of within that group and guys that are familiar with watching goats, judging goats, um, identifying mm -hmm. Billy's versus nannies. Cause I feel like that could also be a little bit of a learning curve for guys that aren't familiar with it or haven't spent much time looking at goats. And I feel like that, you know, guys will appreciate that too. Yeah. That's a great teaching tool, really. Like that's a, that's a really good, that's actually a sweet idea. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, to, um, yeah, view goats with somebody that's done it before. And I know I've gotten better at it now, but back in the, the early goat watching days, I could have certainly appreciated some hands-on experience. That's what I think will be beneficial. And, you know, there's a couple of guys that I've already talked to about hopefully coming out and leading a group and hopefully they can make it out. Nothing set in stone, but uh, it, it would be good to have some pretty experienced guys leading groups and showing people and, you know, if they can get on single goats or lone goats and identifying a nanny versus a billy. Just, it's, it's a lot to learn. And um, if you look at it from the hunting perspective, it's not always easy for a hunter. So when you have someone who's experienced teaching you, it's super beneficial in my opinion. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that'll be, I'm just, I've, I'm, that'll be good. My brain's going in circles now. I'm just thinking about that range and all the access points. You've got me, you got me too fired up <laughs> where we yeah, can come so, in from and the different spots we can <sighs> see, see them. There's so many. Every time I go on to fat maps or Google earth, I'm like, but how about this? Where's the best place to glass this peak from or this range from? And I'm like, and the thing is, I keep thinking it's going to depend on how many guys come out, right? Because if we have 10 guys come out, which it's not going to be 10 guys, I know that. Um, it's going to be a lot more. We can only access and get to so many places. If we have 40 guys come out, well, that opens up some options. And the other thing is I'm going to, I'm probably going to need some help with this because I suck at putting together PDFs and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I'm going to have guys fill out forms like, with something like this, some of those spots that you go up to, they're seven, eight hour hikes, right? Like there, there's going to be a couple spots where I'm pretty confident guys are going to need to spend that Saturday night up in there and then come down on the Sunday. Like it's not a go up day trip. Yeah. If you're looking, if you, if you're looking to put people in the Alpine, absolutely. Yeah. It, that's, but if, so, I mean, if you're, if you just, yeah, there's going to be sorry. spots where guys can day trip in. There's spots that you can drive into and you can probably glass or possibly glass some goats across the valley um, or there's a chance to at least. Um, so it's going to be a matter of guys I'm going to need to know or Grizz and I are going to need to know what guys' experience levels are, what their phys physical capabilities are um, and all that type of stuff. Like I was looking up at um, the Rexford range on the south side. Just, just it's, It runs north-south. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you, you would know, it's just to the uh, west of Chilliwack Lake there. Um, and like the best way to access that is going out through the Slussy Memorial Trail and up through there. Well, that's a seven, eight hour hike from what I understand. I've never done that one myself, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's about a seven hour hike up into the top. So um, my hope for this event is going to be, because it's so close to down here and a lot of our guys are going to be the lower mainland, what I'd like to do is kind of set a base camp for Friday night Everybody can kind of come in Friday night. We can chat. We can have a fire, hang out, hopefully. And then the mm -hmm. groups, obviously, first thing Saturday morning are going to disperse. Some groups are going to come back at the end of Saturday. And I think some groups are going to end up staying up top. Um, yeah. So it's going to be, that's one of the parts that it's going to be a little tough to, um, guys are going to have to be honest with themselves, what their backcountry capabilities are, what their physical capabilities are. Because, um, you know, it it's just part of, I think hiking and what we do. So, uh, well, I mean, the good thing is it is summer, so it shouldn't be 
too terrible. Um, no. Most of those and most of those trails back out there are pretty well kept. Um, pretty well all of the trails, well, at least all the ones I've been involved in, all the trails on the south side of the the river. Man, they're real. They're real gut busters. Like they're straight up, straight up and down, and a lot more. There's a lot more elevation gained on those trails opposed to the north side of the river. For sure. Um, yeah. I remember the first the first trail I did on the south side of the river was it was years ago. It was in uh, it was um the Pierce Lake Trail. Yeah, that's a. And like I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, I was like, yeah, let's just go hike and and like I hit the beers the night before. And we just showed up there to hit this trail and absolutely got demolished. It took me, yeah, it took me like eight hours to get to the top. But we had screaming hangovers and that's when I started to learn like, okay, the south side of the river is uh, quite steep, but I mean, it's all good goat country up back in there. Exactly. That whole, there's, there's kind of four, three, four ranges that run north, south kind of there that it'd be nice to have mm-hmm. eyes on as much of that as possible. And like I said, those are the ones that are probably those set six to eight hour hikes where guys are probably going to need to spend the night up there because you're going to get that evening glass in, you're going to get that morning glass in, and then you're coming back down. So, um, yeah. That's so we're talking about a full weekend of. event. Like this isn't just a day count. This is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, it's going to be a full weekend event. Um, Friday roll in. And this is the thing, as I've said to everybody, right now, if it, we were going to plan it, we couldn't do it because of COVID. Um, that's just the reality right. of it. A gathering like this is impossible. This is all with the hopes that in by the end of June, outdoor gatherings is something that we can do, and I'm really hoping it is, because um, I think that right. Friday night's going to be good. I'm not drinking because I definitely want to hit one of the trails where I can hopefully spend a night up top, and I'll be in rough shape yeah. the next morning if I do decide to. But um, guys can hang out, they can talk, they can tell stories. You know, we can get a fire going, um, have a bit of a social event that night before um putting the boots on saturday morning yeah and i mean uh like if the covid thing doesn't get rectified i mean there is there is ways we could do this contactless you know we could for sure like a, i think that i think i think the count should still be able to go ahead it might just be the the event part of it would absolutely yeah absolutely i'm hoping right now that we can do it yeah i'm hoping we can do it the way we can if not we're going to have to do some makeshifting and make things work. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be the data collecting and the information. The app is not the easiest to use. Um, I mean, oh, a lot good. of guys can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of figured it out last year. Um, so I'm going to give, I'll give guys the option to either paper form and email me the pictures after and I'll input it. It's going to take mm-hmm. me a bit myself and Grizzle input it. Um, or, you know, I'll try and give as many guys as possible, whoever wants to, the rundown on trying to use that app and inputting information because um, it's going to be a little bit less work for me. And, I mean, this is just all strictly volunteer, so I don't want to have to spend four days inputting information into an app on my phone. It's going to suck. But So the more people I can get familiarized with the app, the better. Um, and for if it ends up being that we have to do this full contact list, um, mm-hmm then I'm going to have to get almost everybody familiarized or at least the group leaders familiarized with the app for sure. Um, well, with but, the way everything ever, like literally everything is online right now, you could um, easily host like a zoom zoom thing before the event and get everyone up to speed. Oh dude, this is coming on to this and chat with you on one of these is hard enough for me to do on over the computer. Oh, Hey, I'm not saying I know how to do it. I'm like, we're going to have yeah. to outsource this. We're going to need professionals. So like any adults, please call in. Um, but I think yeah, like you could, I'm sure you could do it. Well, Grizz just hosted a, um, a fishing seminar. So yeah, he might, he might be the tech savvy one. Yeah, that might work. Cause, uh, I don't know how much yeah. I'll be sitting in front of 30, 40 guys trying to explain it out, but it might just turn into a mess, but we'll get, we, <laughs> get Grizz on there. So <clears throat> something that's always, um, always comes up like with these counts is what happens with the data? Like so, where so you? I know you've spoken to the biologist, but like, what's the home for the, the data now, and uh, what what would be done with it? So it's it, it's being used for um, just kind of moving forward in all their studies, and the bios are focusing in all areas, um, and 
this area isn't something that they specifically asked for or needed. It's just something that mm -hmm. I decided and want to start with. Um, all the data and surveys will go back into um, that app. It will go back to the biologist, and then they're just going to use it for future. So growth, what it was 15 years ago versus now. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. I, I don't, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know how much winter range study would um, from 10, 15 years ago mean to a middle of the summer survey now. I, I, I couldn't answer that, but um, yeah. Well, that's where the repeatability gonna... factor would come in, I think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, you don't have so, to count all the goats, but if you if you do the same t test two years in a row and notice that you saw more or less goats on the second test, you can almost safely assume that there is more goats. For sure. I mean, it, and yeah. exactly that. That's the same as any of the sheep counts you've been to, I've been to. Yeah. It's just seeing what the change is and looking at the long term. In one day or one weekend, you're not going to get a whole ton of information to be used for a long time. But if you do it two, three, four years, you will. So that's where it's also going to come back to what happens in the future. Do we stay in the same area? Do we try and plan multiple counts? I, I just don't know the answer. And guys have asked me that, and I just don't know the answer to that at this point. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, if we could do multiple counts over a summer planned in the future, then great. We could do that. Um, but mm -hmm. time will tell, and we'll see. I just want to see how this goes. I want to see what the success of this is. I want to see what um, the biologists do with this information, how they feel about the information that they get. Um, and it's all new. It's all learning. It's new for me. It's new for everybody that's going to be involved. So I'm excited about it because I like new things. I like new challenges. And I like to learn. So, And Man, I, think it's like, I think it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like, like we said at the start, Guys have been talking about this for how long? Like this has been something guys have talked about at least five years that I've been hearing, doing a count out in Region 2, just doing a goat count period in BC. I mean, we see it all the time on social yeah. media that they're happening down south. So it's like, why aren't we doing them here? Let's do them here. Um, so we're going to um, that weekend. And hopefully it's a success, and hopefully it's something that we can carry on moving and do more with. And um, at this point, I haven't um, talked to RMGA much about it. It's just something that I'm like, nope, I'm just, or Chris and I are just like, nope, we're just going to go ahead and do this. Um, if other organizations want to get involved, awesome. If not, we're just going to do this. We'll see what happens. I've actually, I've, it's gonna I've got, uh, I've got the Goat Alliance coming on the podcast next week. Um, okay. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll bring it up. I, I'm going to try and, because we were trying to get Grizz on tonight, but he's, Man, that guy just like, what's that? Uh, what's that movie about the adventurer? The life of Walter Mitty. That's uh, that's Grizz, man. He's just like always off adventuring and doing stuff. Um, he's all over so there. he's gonna come on. He's gonna come on next week. Hopefully, I can get him on the same time I got the Rocky Mountain Goat guys on. Um, that'd be cool. I mean, unless uh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they totally dig the idea. I think they do. They there's no one really um, in BC at this time. I think that. There's a couple guys that sit on the board. Like Bill Jax is on the board. Um, I think Adam Foss is somewhat on there, uh, if I remember mm -hmm. right. There's a couple other guys. Darren Epp is on the board, and he's in Alberta. Uh, but there's not mm -hmm. someone like that's just dedicated to it in BC. So it would be cool if they did have someone. I know they were talking about getting some reps put together for specific areas, and they were looking at getting a couple reps in BC, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and if they can get that together before this happens, then even better, right? Um, I, I do think that this is going to, just based off of the last 24 hours, based off of talking with people, I, I do think we're going to get a really, I'm hoping we're going to get a really good turnout. Like like I said, I've got 30 guys in the last 24 hours that have said, hey, I'm in 100%. Um, and that yeah. doesn't include people that they're going to bring. That doesn't include people that have messaged Grizz. That doesn't include the people that haven't heard about it. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be good. Oh, it really is. Yeah, there's. Uh, you're gonna have. You're gonna have a hundred people down in the valley bottom there. Just where do we go, Jeff? What yeah. do you say, boss? So yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. The, and that's one of the things of working it out is, um, like I said, I'm gonna be gone next week, and I've already had guys. Hey, where do I send my contact info? And I'm like, hey, just I, we just put it out there yesterday. Give me a little bit of time. Um, I've got uh, 
I don't know if you know Anthony Amenta. You know Anthony Amenta. He's yeah, uh, yeah, Anthony, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does uh like um like wow. I'm, Anyway, he's going to design an online flyer for us using some goat pictures and put it all together. Oh, nice. I'm going to put a post. Yeah, I'm going to put a post out there, the contact info. And at that point, I just want to get everyone's contact info from everyone who's messaged me. If they don't at that point, I'll hit them back up. And then I can start putting some numbers together or Chris and I can start putting some numbers together and really see what we're dealing with in terms of uh, how many groups we can get, what kind of areas we can hit and uh, all of that because... Um, just looking on that map, there's just so much area up there where goats could be. Like, you know, there really is. And like, I'm thinking about it in my head. Like, you, you, you've really got to, unless, unless, uh, you guys are going up there and like, I'll come up there with you, is unless we're all going up there and running all these trails and all these ridges and picking out and hand picking the vantages, um, mm-hmm. like, we're going to be sending groups out there kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit blind. Like, yeah, head up that trail and, treat it like you're treat it like you're hunting and you're looking for game like don't don't walk past anything like check every nook and cranny like that is 100 percent going to be part of it like you know it as well as anyone you're going up trails you're going up you're busting brush you're stopping on every hour less than that because you come around and there's a cliff face or something that you can glass up and guys are going to have to be doing that you know checking all those cliff faces Mount Thurston, yeah. up and through there, up to Mercer, right? That's not a ton of open country. Those goats could be in those trees. There's cliff faces in there. There's cliff bands in there. There could be goats on there. And guys are going to have to be glassing that as they go up. And then moving up into Cheam, Lady Peak, there's goats all in through there. Um, there's mm-hmm. that uh, airplane FSR. Um, and then it's called Little Monday. I can't remember. Baby, Mon- Baby Monday. Baby Monday. Baby Monday. That whole range in yeah. Baby Monday. So that whole range in there, that's all goat country. Like... That all needs to get glassed. Um, yeah. And then this is where it's going to depend on what we have for a turnout as to how far we can send guys. Because um, we could come back in from Jones Lake, and that's the back side of that same range. That's what I was thinking, in coming there. in from the back. I was thinking of coming in from Jones, yeah. Yeah, coming in from Jones, glassing all of that. Um, and then there's a couple other peaks. Uh, one second, I'm just going to open up. Just a couple of the spots that I've got already listed. Are you going to go back and check that guy's backyard for that nanny you saw five years ago? Oh, 100%. I'm going to set up a chair in there. <laughs> I might ask him if I can put a trail cam in there. Um, yeah. uh, there's Mount Webb, which is up above Radium Lake. Then there's Goat Peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There's the that whole William, what well, is part of Goat Peak, that Williams, Williams, Williamson. That whole, ri- that whole ridge, yeah. That kicks back, um, it, and there was uh, it's North Guard or North. There's a whole another range in there that if we have enough guys, it's all goat country. And I've been reading through forums, I've been reading through the hike, and guys are talking about hitting goat trails on there, um, following. You know, they find clumps of goat hair, and so they just use that trail. So there's goats all in there, and the more guys that we have, the more areas we can go and check out. Um, and that's a yeah. huge, that's a huge, huge range that. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun it'll be interesting and i don't know be cool you know who someone we should um you should chat to is uh sam waddington the local outdoor store like yeah the, he's 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 trampled every one of those mountains more times than he can remember i'm sure um if there's any any little trails and nooks and crannies like this guy's going to know him like this guy knows that whole valley like the back of his hand Perfect. Yeah. The, and he's like, like I said, he's, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd be right about it. Perfect. I had talked to, um, I don't know if you know who he is. His name's Ian Baird. Um, he's pretty big with the Abbotsford oh. Fishing Game Club, but okay. uh, he spends a lot of time in those mountains too. And um, he was someone that Bill told me to reach out to. And he's like, a lot of guys in that group are going to be interested and they spend a ton of time up there too. So there's just a lot of guys that I think we're going to get a lot of ideas. I'm going to get in the build-up, guys, hey, I've seen goats here, I've seen goats here, and just making sure that all the spots we know guys have seen goats are hit, and then, I mean, we all, not we all, sorry, a lot of us have spent time, you know, hunting goats, it's the reality of it, we know kind of what to look for on Google Earth or fat maps in terms of possible areas where goats could be, so, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. Uh... It's going to be a blast, man. I hope the numbers are surprising. 
I really do like praying for that that the you know they turn around. There's a just a shitload of goats back there, but I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know either. Like I, I don't know. That's kind of what I've been telling people is don't come out expecting to see goats because it's far from a guarantee. Um, yeah. Do I think we're going to see some goats in overall? Yeah. Do I think we're going to see a lot of goats? Probably not a ton. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I really am excited to see what the results are. Um, I mean, if we go up there and count 50 goats, I'd be extremely surprised and that'd be amazing. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, no, I'm like, we'll see. I'm guessing around, we're probably coming in around 20, 25. I think we're going to turn up. That's, I was thinking to be fair, that 25 range. That's what I bet. Like, I mean, my best day up there, and I'm only in one of those spots. Like, I'm not on that whole valley. My best day up there, we saw uh, like 12 in a weekend. And, you know, some of those could have been the same goats, quite possibly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, guys talk about seeing goats right up above uh, Foley Lake there, up above Piers. It could just be anywhere. And, you know, one of the things with goats, too, is they don't always live in the wide open. There's a lot of trees in there, and there's a lot of lot of thick timber that there's a good chance they could be in for that one day or that overnight and we're not going to see them i i don't know That's what's right. happening i i'm hoping that every single it's going to rain for two weeks before that week leading up to it it's going to clear up and all those goats are going to be on the top of those ridges just warming themselves right up i mean i mean that, that'd I be nice right that's what i found shitty june weather 25th and so i wonder what what's, wonder what the snow is going to be like then so that's what I'm hoping for is that it's virtually none. But, I mean, when we get up top, there's going to be a bit. Um, yeah. I'm not planning myself on bringing any extra snow gear, like snowshoes or none of that. But for by June, I'm really hoping there is no need for that. Um, I've gone through pictures. I've been going through historical pictures of all those areas. It seems yeah. like by that time, we should be all right. Um, once we get up top, there's going to be those spots that, you know, just north-facing little bowls that, don't melt as quick but we'll see um and that was part of it not planning it anytime sooner is a lot of guys just aren't experienced in that and they don't spend a lot of time in snow and hiking in it and i mean you think about a six seven hour hike on a good summer day what's that going to be with snowshoes on or you know it's yeah just exactly right that's just miserable yeah exactly no one's gonna want to ever come out to that again where even, you know, if we have a nice weekend and guys come out and they hike seven hours and they get to the top, they get to spend a night with five or six guys they don't entirely know and bullshit all night, I think they're going to have a good time and want to do it again, whether they see goats or not. Um, at least that's what I hope. I, I think that's that's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to hike into the Alpine and camp and glass around, like, you know, this is what we... Yeah. This is what we want. This is all we want to do, really. That's all hunting is. We're just not taking a rifle, so I think it's going to exactly. be really cool. Oh, I think it's the same. It's same as going on the sheep hunts and stuff. It doesn't matter about. I mean, seeing the sheep are great, but it's mostly just to the BS with like-minded folk and like that's where you, yeah, all yeah, the camaraderie. That's, and... that's where the fun is. Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of the guys I think down in the lower mainland don't always get opportunities like this or get to do a whole lot of stuff like this and. Um, whether, you know, their time, they have time constraints or they're, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are just going to, there's a lot of value in it and a lot of people are going to enjoy it and uh, it's going to be good, hopefully. Oh, I think it is, dude. I, I like, I, I commend you for making it happen. I, yeah, like I've, I've thought about it and countless other people have and yeah, I'm just really impressed you guys are pulling it off. I, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think this is going to be a one-off. I think this is going to be the start of something huge down here. I hope so. And I really do think so because I know there's a lot of guys, even going to some of the BHA pint nights, there's a lot of guys out here that really want to get after it and get involved and just want to be up in the mountains. And I think with certain organizations, and you see it a little bit, you know, there's the monetary side of conservation, but there's also the volunteer and the boots on the ground side of it. And this is an opportunity for guys to get involved where they really do want to get involved and that's the boots on the ground and just helping where they can so i think it's a good opportunity for everybody for sure. i think it's gonna like i've said probably 10 times already it's gonna be fun <laughs> like it's gonna be great that that friday night of just hanging out and talking and bullshitting and you know i think that's gonna be a ton of fun um i don't know 
it's yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. I've just, no, I'm you, you've said it. it. You, you, yeah, you've said you've said it as good as you can, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. And if that, if there's anything I can do to help out, like obviously I'm going to do it. Like whatever that be, I'm uh, I'm right there. But um, cool. All right. Well, if, as when more information comes available, make sure you share it with me and share it with everyone. And uh, you need to get. You definitely need to get those social media posters getting out there. Like get some. Um, like make it available to people. Just um, I know uh, I know yeah, you are I know that's what you're working on, but get that out there right away because that's going to help huge. For sure, that's the plan. Like I said, I I got to take off for ten ten ish days, and um, as soon as I'm back, we're going to be doing that. I just wanted to put it out as early as possible for a couple of reasons. Hopefully, no one books stuff up for that weekend. I know there's some people could be doing stuff in the summer, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to put these dates out there on this. Uh, talk to some people, get the ideas out there, and I want to hear feedback from other people because. There's a lot of guys that spend time out in that area. They're going to have ideas. They're going to know access points. They're going to know a ton of stuff that I don't personally know. And the more yeah. time there is for them to share that information with me, the more value that there's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good I'm thing, excited. man. It'll be fun. You're doing a, you're doing a good thing. Don't don't be looking at so. uh, <laughs> don't be don't be too excited about this. So make sure you stay focused on that goat hunt you got coming up because that's uh that's going to be badass, dude. Oh yeah, that's that's focus number one right now, and won't have nobody will be able to get a hold of me for at least eight days at minimum. Man. So, although if it goes like last year, it'll be three. So that wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are pretty sweet up there on the mountain, so you might be back early. Nah, I wouldn't All right, dude. Well, I'm gonna we're coming up on an hour, so I'm gonna shut it down. And yeah, I think we got all the information out there, and I'm stoked, man. Yeah, Everyone gets very... to come and enjoy my backyard. I think. It, yeah, I'm just really happy about this whole thing. Yeah, very preliminary. I don't know if guys were hoping for more info than that, but it's a start. We're going to get more out to you. Nope. And uh, shoot us a message if you got some ideas too. Anyone, shoot Chris a message. How do they get a hold? I'll make sure he... Well, yeah, I, yeah, if anyone wants to just shoot me messages, I can pass them on. What? How do they get a hold of you, Jeff? Uh, right now is going to be the best on social media. Um, yep. So my Instagram is just my name, Jeff Agostino. Um, that last name can be a little tough to spell. It's A G O S T I. No, I'll put it. I'll put it. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, I can write it down in the show Somebody, notes. Perfect. You're ahead of me on that. Um, or even email. I know. I don't know if there's guys that listen to this that maybe aren't on social media, but my email is just jeffagostino at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'll make sure I share it with the other guys. And the more info we have, the better. So reach out and uh, yeah. Perfect. All right, brother. Good luck on that hunt. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, getting us out there. Oh, yeah. No worries, mate. We'll chat soon.